Welcome to Discover Healthier. Everything you need to know about health brought to you by Discovery Health. I'm Azania Musaka. You can join the conversation as we explore some of the most pressing matters in the healthcare environment today. Our wide variety of topics and specialist guests will empower you to care for your health now and in the future. Old-fashioned stereotypes, gender bias, and underrepresentation of women across all industries, these are long-standing worldwide challenges. There are, however, women in South Africa who are challenging the status quo every day, armed with courage, creativity, and discernment. These women are contributing to transformation in their field. And this Women's Month, Discovery Health is sharing the inspiring stories of women leaders within the business so that we can all learn from their approach to life and work. Today, I'm chatting to two leaders whose focus is on digital healthcare technologies at Discovery Health. Karen Sanderson is Chief Operating Officer, and Anna Endres is Head of Discovery Healthcare Services. Both of them have been absolutely instrumental in developing and advancing Discovery Health's digital tools, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. And at the end of the day, their work means that you and I can access healthcare in completely unique and ever more convenient ways. It also means that as strong female role models, their achievements as women leaders inspire and open doors for future generations of women. Hello, Karen. Hello, Anna. Really thanks to both of you for joining me for this conversation. Hello, Zania. Our pleasure. Yeah. So I really want to start by hearing about your career, how you got to where you are today. Um, And Karen, let me start with you. You're Chief Operating Officer at Discovery Health, and you were recently appointed as a member of the Discovery Group Executive Committee. But it's hard to believe as well that your remarkable career began at Discovery in the call center 20 years ago. Um, You now lead 3,400 employees who field 35,000 calls and 15,000 emails a day. How did you get here? <laughs> it does make me sound quite old when you put it that way, but um, uh, it has, it, it really doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, yeah, you're quite right, Sazani. I started in the call centre at Discovery. I was fresh out of university and they really were the first company that offered me a job. And um, finding myself there, I I suppose I just grew up through the ranks in the organization, um, in the customer service facing arm of the organization over time. And um, over the years, ended up leaving the, you know, frontline service delivery area, which had, had been an amazing experience for somebody like me at the time who had no work experience um, and gave me a lot of leadership experience as well as I grew up through the ranks. But then I moved out of that and into, you know, more strategic type work areas within the business where I spent more time planning new initiatives for the business and really learning to solve problems uh, for the business um, and, and playing with technology, you know, and using technology to help solve those problems for the business. So I've really worked across many areas over my tenure at Discovery, almost in fact all areas of Discovery Health. Um, which has really given me a well-rounded set of skills, I suppose, or like a very strong foundation um, through which I understand the business. And that gives me the ability to, I suppose, really connect the dots um, and and do things for Discovery Health that I probably otherwise wouldn't be able to do today. 
So, so really sticking to one area of the business or, or keeping myself in a silo and, and really being a person who was flexible enough to move around and do whatever was called upon, um, I found really helped, you know, build my, build my career to where I am today. Yes. Oh, wonderful. What, what, there's so many lessons to draw out of that, not just the breadth, but the depth of experience that you have within the organization. And now, Anna, <laughs> on to you. You were born in Lisbon. And today you're head of Discovery Health Strategic Health Services. You're also a qualified chemical engineer specializing in biotechnology. You have an MBA from Spain. You're fluent in English and Portuguese and Spanish. And I also hear that you can hold your own in French and German. Tell us a little bit about your career. Um, yes, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm a chemical engineer, like you said, uh, who loved uh, the biotech and the health space. Uh, but really did not connect uh, nor enjoy the, the isolation and the, the routine of working in a lab. So very early on, I decided to, to go down a different route. And I, I went into strategy consulting and as the way to kind of get exposure to lots of different companies and industries and countries and, and ultimately figure out what's, what to build a career in, to be honest, uh, now that chemical engineering was out. Um, so yeah, so I ended up working and, and studying in six or seven different countries, traveled a lot, about 50% of my time, and that's where, where I ended up picking up uh, a lot of the language skills, um, and finally figured uh, out that, that healthcare innovation is really where I wanted to work in. Um, and, you know, at some point in this journey, I met my husband, who happens to be a South African. And so I moved with him to South Africa about 13 years ago. And, and you know, once you're in South Africa and you know you want to work in healthcare innovation, you, you try to find your way to discovery <laughs> about nine years ago. And, and yeah, with that move, I have to be honest, everything fell into place. I found um, a company culture and a work and a set of colleagues that I really, really enjoy. And yeah, since then I have been continuously challenged with new and interesting opportunities until reaching the latest one as, as uh, in Discovery Healthcare Services. Yes, oh, that's quite a path, quite a path as well. Lots of adventures from the sounds of it. But ladies, let's get straight to it, right? I want to know your thoughts, what your thoughts are on being a woman in today's workplace, particularly in more senior roles. And also your thoughts on women's ability to progress in their careers in this day and age, because we have made progress, but there's still a lot of challenges that we face. Karen, what do you think of this? Um, I think, Azania, maybe, you know, the first thing that does come to mind for me whenever we touch on this topic, though, um, is that it's really great to see the progress I think that we are making and that, you know, is transforming the average South African boardroom or business. You know, when you go into the boardroom today, it's no longer unusual to, to see a woman at the helm. And, and I appreciate that. And it makes an enormous difference, right, to the way we conduct ourselves within, within the business. But I, I do agree with you. I think in the broader South African context, we certainly do need to do more. Um, and, and, you know, I often think about why. Why are we still needing to do more? And there's a few thoughts that I just have about that. Um, the first is really, I suppose, opting in. You know, I do notice that even in our own business, women really need to take the opportunities that present themselves. And I think that often self-confidence holds women back unnecessarily. You know, lead 
project, take that piece of work or do that presentation or whatever the opportunity is that's being put out there, get the experience and the exposure. Because, you know, sometimes I think people just, especially women, uh, tend to not raise their hand um, in, you know, with the competition around them. And, and they really need to. Um, I think sometimes, though, it's not just about self-confidence. It's also just about capacity that holds women back. You know, and here I really do, do ascribe to this, where one needs to make your home team, you know, as strong as your business team. And I think a lot of the time you don't have the capacity to do the brilliant things you dream of doing in business as a woman because you just simply don't have the capacity in the, the form of time. So I, I, my advice is to invest in your home front, you know, invest in the support you may need, whether that's with your children or your actual home. And if you have a partner, you know, make sure it's a partner that's going to be supportive um, uh, of, of your dreams and then the things you also need to do. Invest in that home team. And then I, I do also want to say, I mean, I think it's important for women, if we want to succeed, you know, to be learned, to be very well read. You know, learn as much as you can all the time. Investing in your own knowledge is really one of the most important ways to succeed. And it, it, it makes it possible for you to opt in and raise your hand, as I've just said, because you know you actually can and you have the wisdom and insights that, that are really needed um, to do the jobs at hand. And then lastly, I just want to say, you know, making your voice heard. Um, I, I do find that uh, often uh, women tend to not put their voice out there as um, easily, perhaps, as, as men sometimes do. And it's important, you know, share your thoughts. Your thoughts are also worthy. You know, participate in the debates, even if they are very heated at times. Um, and don't let yourself be bullied out of discussions. And I know that it's easier said than done. But often I think what women brings to the table is a calm and measured voice. And one that is calm and measured is often the one that's most loudly heard. So important to really make your voice heard and share your thoughts because they really are they are worthy. And I think ladies really need to support each other as well. You know, I talked about finding the right support structures for yourself at home, but also do that at work. You know, support each other in the work environment. Um, if you have a good uh, set of colleagues who you can grow with um, and who you can learn from, that really um, is important for, for success. So supporting each other uh, is, is without a doubt um, a very, very important measure of success. Oh, that really is a powerful response, Karin. Oh, there's just so much that we can take out of that and make part of our practice as we work our way through the workplace. And I know what are your thoughts, you know, based on also your experience, your observations on being a woman in today's workplace? Um, very similar thoughts to Ken, um, I must admit. My thoughts are obviously shaped by, by my own personal experience, um, which is, you know, perhaps uh, different from a lot of the experiences that other South Africans have had, given that I kind of I've, I grew abroad. And grew up abroad. Um, if you think about my experience, I, I worked in three international companies, all US-based, and I was fortunate that in all of them, I always saw other women in senior levels. Um, and, you know, as a result of, you may call it these role models, 
um, which, which I'll be honest, I will include my family there as well, because, you know, both my mom and my aunt were extremely successful women in their own careers. Um, you know, I, I always got the perception that, that we could, as women, we could get there. <laughs> Others had made it. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I always, I always thought that, that, that we can make it. And, and perhaps, uh, like Karen uh, also observed, where I saw some of, of these women, these senior uh, women perhaps struggling a bit more, was if, if they were more of the introvert type, so kind of the, why the book of, of Cheryl Sanderson about Lean In uh, was, was written, um, or if and when they decided to, to have children. And, and, you know, there again, uh, my experience might be very different from other uh, women's experience because I was fortunate to have lots of help from my husband and, and family and, and au pairs, et cetera. So, um, but, but I, like Karen, I do believe that that is crucial for you to, to, uh, you know, to be able to, to go through um, the, the, some of the demands of, of balancing all the, all the work and life. Um, because it's true. I mean, you know, you will feel um, a bit of disruption of going on maternity leave and, and having all of the demands of your kids, especially when they are, they are young. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but overall, I just look at this peak of demands as just a phase in the, in the long marathon that is your career. And, and so if you ask for lots of help and, and you invoke all your resilience and you just persevere through, um, I think you, you can make it. I'm getting, I mean, I'm still in the middle of it. My youngest child is only a year old, so let's wait and see when, if this will work the way I think it will work. But, but I think you can. Yes. Oh, you know, the cost to women's careers, you know, the, the cost that women incur for having children is still an area that needs serious addressing. You know, some organizations opt to give gender-neutral maternity leave, for instance, but we can't deny that there is a cost that women incur. Um, Were you mindful of that, Anna, as you just mentioned, your youngest, um, and were you mindful of the potential impacts that this could have on your career, and how did you get around that? Um, I was mindful, um, and and that was one of the reasons. I mean, each person must makes their own decision based on their own goals. But that was one of the reasons I also, um, you know, I was a mom quite late in the game. I, I kind of pushed it out. I wanted to have had the opportunity to experience, um, you know, the, the 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 flexibility of having different works and lots of traveling, etc., and and kind of settle in my career before, before having, um, kind of the family. Um, but, but I, I think that like Karen says, and I was mentioning, I think without the help, it would have been difficult. And so it's crucial, um, that I have lots of help from my husband and my family and, um, everyone. Um, it is really crucial to, to carry you through, through some of these peak demands times. Yes. So let's get into some of the technical matters. Let's talk about healthcare services, because it seems like more and more people are accessing healthcare services in a digital way. Karen, what can you tell us about what is happening with how we're accessing these services? Well, Zania, you know, at Discovery Health, we, we certainly see that in our, in our own business. We, we have significant uptake of our digital services. And here, I suppose, I'm talking about the typical web and app um, environment. But I mean, we have, you know, over a million unique 
uh, logins from unique customers into these devices and their and their platforms every every month, and they generate over six million or so, you know, logins every month. Those people. So, really, the the digital channels of our organisation make up the lion's share of our total service activity within our business. And so, if we keep that in mind, um, you know, we we really t- uh, of the view that digital channels, I suppose, are the first impression that one has of a company in many respects. You know, it's often the first way a customer actually experiences a company today. And so they really need to be good. Um, and thus our ongoing and very heavy focus on these channels and I suppose all the features and capabilities that we try and put out there. But we, we, we still have lots to do um, ahead in this, in this area. And, and yes, COVID has accelerated consumer-driven needs you know, for digital and contactless services, and everyone's talking about that. And and it's important, I suppose, in the healthcare context because healthcare has led the way, but but it's led the way through necessity, right? So we see that in virtual consults and virtual healthcare all coming to the fore, all things that were not really, you know, um, getting as much traction uh, in all the years prior, but really we're seeing them only get uh, the traction that they deserve um, now that we're in this pandemic. Um, but other industries, I suppose, I must also mention this. I do find that other industries definitely help ours. And, and why I'm saying that is, you know, through the pandemic, people have been in lockdown, people have been in strange situations, and they've had to change their, their habits and their consumer behaviors, I suppose. And they've had to really go digital and go contactless and go online. So if you were not a person who was, you know, engaging digitally to a great degree prior to the pandemic, you've probably learned a few tricks along the way through the last five or so months um, in South Africa. And those digital retail services like grocery shopping and clothing, all the basic necessities that really people have to have and therefore, you know, might have made greater strides now in terms of going digital, um, do help us because customers become more familiar now with the world of digital um, through those kinds of uh, retail experiences. And so it no longer becomes this second port of call when it comes to Discovery Health or, or your healthcare. Um, it becomes actually also now a first port of call um, and the, the first place you might go to seek out your services or to get your, your inquiries or, or questions resolved. And so, so that, I think, is all um, excellent news, you know, for the world of digital technology-driven um, environments. And it makes for seamless and always-on service for customers that's just far more convenient Mm -hmm. so I think a huge amount of opportunity progress and upside really coming out of it yes and and what about from the perspective of um, discovery healthcare services because it's I think the the stats are just astounding that 80 there are 80 million mobile users in South Africa and that 51% of the total population has access to the internet. So there's absolutely great potential now in reaching people like never before. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, we in Discovery are a big believer in, in leveraging uh, all of these later, latest uh, innovations in digital technologies to, um, and apply it to, to continuously improve the healthcare and, and the servicing, just like Karen was saying. Um, that the member receives, um, and so yes, we've we've uh, we're delighted to have been able to bring you know a plethora of digital solutions 
in, in the healthcare space, some of which were first in the market. And, and we are also seeing, uh, like Karen said, a, a boost in the utilization of, of these digital solutions um, in, the, you know, in the clinical areas and of late. Um, and we believe that these trends will continue. The virtualization and, and virtual cons consults has received, I think we've, we've increased 10 to 12 times um, since March, since the, the COVID situation started in South Africa versus the same period last year. So if you've kind of take it from March to now, um, to August, we've, we've done nearly 30,000 um, virtual consults with, with Dr. Connect. Um, we've, we've seen, you know, about 150,000 member logins um, um, into, into the Dr. Connect application. We've got, you know, more than 2,000 doctors engaged um, with virtual consults. And some of which, if you look at the most engaged doctors, are doing more than 500 virtual consults and in a couple of months. So, so it's, it's been, um, you know, a huge boost to, to all of the digital technologies. And we are, you know, very pleased to see this, but, but are also very cognizant that um, there's a lot more that can be done and that we want to invest heavily, even, even more heavily than before but to continuously improve and expand the solutions we've, we've brought to the market before. And that's, that's the plan. Yeah. And that leads me into um, my next segment, because let's turn to the work that you both do. Um, Karen, I know I was just talking about the ambition for the future, but what is Discovery Health's philosophy when it comes to digital technologies and their role in advancing healthcare for all of us? You know, Azania, Adrian has always, I suppose, highlighted three important trends that shape our world, really. And one of those is, is technology. And he always makes the point to all of us that our consumers are living in a technology-dominated world. And, and really, people are seeking out best-in-class solutions. And so for the longest time, you know, we've really been uh, in, in, of the mindset that we have to build out smart, sophisticated technology, and it's, it's absolutely forefront of mind. It's not a new concept. It's just always hard work to do. Um, so I suppose what we're really focusing on at the moment is, you know, finding ways to use this technology that can still play out you know, with, like, elegant simplicity, I suppose, for customers. Um, and we're perpetually in the pursuit um, of the simplicity so that customers find it easy to use, convenient to use. And that means, though, that we're, we're always in a world where we're constantly questioning our platforms and their abilities and rethinking them or trying to find ways to enhance them or reimagine them. And, um, you know, a lot of work and uh, goes into the Discovery Health um, approach to, to technology. So from a philosophy point of view, Absolutely, um, a number one agenda item for discovery. Mm. And Anna, when it comes to the philosophy at Discovery Health and the healthcare services side, you know, how does it how does it manifest, um, and what does it mean to what you do? Mm. Um, I think that um, how how it many so. What it means to us and what we're trying to drive really is to improve 
the healthcare delivery, and it's to drive the engagement of that member with its own healthcare goals. And so we, we really think that there is a, a wealth of, of digital technologies that can help us um, drive both of these aspects continuously. And so we are really investing um, a lot there. And um, I think that specifically now in this period post-COVID, um, with the push of the virtualization of all of the services, there's also trends around um, you know, increasing the, the, the demand for home-based care and increasing the, the demand for being able to kind of manage chronic members at home. Uh, all of these are really um, helped by the digital technologies and, you know, how can we maintain, uh, you know, a, a member in the convenience of its home, but have an equally outstanding, uh, you know, meeting the, its healthcare needs in, in an equal, you know, an equal manner. And, and so I, I believe, um, and, and we really believe that, that digital technology will, um, is already able to, to, to get us there. And we want to be at the forefront of deploying all of this um, in, in the South African market. What are some of the major healthcare technology projects that are putting Discovery Health on the map when it comes to investing in digital healthcare technologies? I guess also for, it's not just for the good of Discovery Health medical scheme members, but in some respects, it's also for all South Africans, whether they're Discovery clients or not. And yes, so I mean, in, in the clinical space, which is where I've focused uh, a, a lot more on, um, we are, you know, quite, um, quite proud and happy about some of the solutions we brought to market, such as Health ID, um, where basically um, we give doctors the ability to view the electronic health records of their discovery members, and on consent, obviously. <laughs> but, um, but so that, that was an important one. And then obviously the expansion um, of that um, to allow doctors and members to connect um, and do virtual consults. That's that's when we launched Doctor Connect, um, which which we which we um, opened up to any South African um, earlier in this year and um, wishing to have a virtual consult that is related to COVID. Then they can actually um, also use the the Doctor Connect solution. And, and other solutions like the condition management tool that, that basically incentivizes members with some key conditions to, to take care of their health and follow, you know, all of the things that they're supposed to follow in, in managing their health and tools such as, you know, finding a provider. So there's a, you know, a, a host of tools that, uh, that we think, um, you know, we want to continue to and to drive engagement with and expand and, and make it even better and more convenient um, into the future. Mm. And Karen, you know, Anna's talking about driving engagement. This is a major part of, of, of uh, your part of the operations. You know, as a COO, um, you oversee the call centers and the staff that communicates directly with members. What are some of the uh, projects and technologies, in fact, that have made your engagements that much better with members? Yeah, I mean, that's so spot on, you know, Zania, we, we've, we're using technology with our, our members in, in ways that sometimes work really well. Um, and, and some of them are picking up, you know, in terms of usage enormously now as well during COVID. But I suppose some of the ones worth mentioning here are 
we, we've been hard at work at our um, our chatbot, or it's really a, a foray into the world of AI, um, and uh, that's really our Ask Discovery uh, chatbot. So this is our way of trying to make the service available 24-7 in your pocket whenever you need it. So, you know, a call center agent can only be there for a certain amount of time, and then um, your question might not, you know, come during that time. So trying to create a 24-7 service that can at the same time be cost-effective for, for the business to run um, is, is supported through things like Ask Discovery, which is our, our AI that helps answer all types of questions for members that a call center consultant might have done. Um, but at the same time, we realize that the technology itself is, is new and it's, it's still you know, undergoing various transformations. And so we've built ours to be very blended with humans. So, you know, the, the AI will hand over to a human whenever it feels it's not, it's not able to answer satisfactorily or, or even if our customer just would rather speak to a human, then, then it can do that. So we're really trying to bring to bear that human touch driven by, supported by digital, but, but still have that human touch in place. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, we've also seen, you know, customers migrate across to new channels, right? So we have um, successfully rolled out our WhatsApp channel now, which is really taking our chat-based service capability uh, to a new level. So customers can now, you know, call, uh, connect with us through WhatsApp. And um, here again, we've tried to integrate the AI or the Ask Discovery bot together with the human-based support all through that, uh, that new channel as well. Um, again, uh, just bringing customers the service they want where they want it, I suppose. And there's, there's a preference. Uh, preferences are definitely changing towards, towards chat-based channels. But it's important to have good features, you know, that customers enjoy using. And so, you know, Anna was talking about some of the, the great features that have been built out on the health um, healthcare side. But just on the administration side as well, you know, to, if you just want to do basic things like submit a claim or, you know, uh, that, that you can simply do now by taking a photo and then submitting the claim digitally from your phone without ever having to, you know, go through that admin nightmare that, that we used to all have in the past. So just making life more seamless and instant, whether it's to, you know, track your medicine. We have, we have great services around, you know, ordered, ordering medicine digitally through MedExpress and having it delivered to your door all done from your phone with a couple of clicks and, and there you go, the courier's at your door with your medicine. So it's all ways to try and help customers um, get what they want when they want it and when they need it um, and not simply when our, our call center might be available or so on. Mm, and I guess also this builds on the means that Discovery has developed to allow members to stay on top of their health, to track their health, because I think that foundation was clearly laid with dis with uh, vitality. The digital channels are, are absolutely critical to that, right? So, um, you know, I think vitality and, and the integration or the opportunity for product integration um, is very powerful and it actually underpins our entire business model um, and that's to make people healthier um, and vitality is a means towards that. And so, you know, having that digital interface that can show you instantly you know, what your points are looking like and what your, your gaps towards your reward are looking like. I know how a lot of people get quite um, frantic about that, right? I'm not going to make my, I'm not going to make my week's targets and, and so on. And so that's all great news because that level of engagement is, is what we're looking. We don't want people to just go to the digital channels. We want people to get meaning out of the digital channels and purposeful meaning means 
we must be delivering services to them there that are helping them live better quality lives. You know, it must be making your life either more convenient or making your access to quality healthcare better or just making you healthier, um, which, which, we, which we really try to do through Vitality as well. Yeah. So the platform is the ability to just at a click see where you are and what you still need to do and then to do it and, and to win and, and to be rewarded. It's all very important. So Anna, what is happening behind the scenes? I imagine that there are all sorts of digital technologies that are powering the systems that work for the benefit of Discovery uh, Scheme members. Tell us a little bit about these. Sure. So uh, indeed, there there's um, lots of different uh, technologies behind. Uh, we use things like the the telec teleconsult um, is is actually something that is is quite uh, widely available. There's lots of um, apps and remote monitoring devices and all sorts of health services that we connect to as well uh, or develop ourselves um, in order to provide all these services to the members. And I think that it's very rewarding to see the the impact and the take up that that, uh, some of these services are having in, in people's lives. I think we've uh, we've mentioned uh, a lot about Doctor Connect and virtual consults and 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 health ID, but there's other services such as uh, you know the ability for members to be able to track their health, especially those members with conditions, and you know be reminded what the next best action that they need to do. That is all analytics powered and AI powered to understand exactly what will have the biggest impact for that particular member and for that particular condition. So, you know, to drive them towards, you know, recommended actions or, you know, a lot of of AI as well behind our Doctor Connect and for the ability of, of checking your symptoms. So you can, you know, prior to actually scheduling a consultation, you can actually get a doctor's or an AI doctor's advice on on exactly, you know, you kind of plot your your symptoms and and it tells you some potential diagnostics and keeps asking you questions um, until it understands what it is that that you might have and recommends you a path forward. And so that's what we call our doctor AI. So yes, there's a a lot of interesting technologies being used behind the offerings that that members see on on their side and more and more of this, in fact. Yeah, future ready. And it sounds so sophisticated, actually. But I also want to know about the impact of COVID-19. How has the pandemic put pressure on Discovery Health? to accelerate access to digital health care for your clients and for all South Africans? Yeah, I mean, Azania, during this period, it's been absolutely critical, right, for us to uh, rethink a lot of the existing products and to make changes to make them, you know, period fit for the new circumstances we find ourselves in. But at the same time, it's been really critical for us to conceive and, and build out a lot of new services and products uh, for our customers that are, are more relevant to the current situation. And so, you know, we've been rolling out new products and, and new benefits and new services continuously really since um, the first lockdown happened. 
Um, and what's been really important for me and my team from an operations point of view is to build out those uh, product changes as digitally as possible. So the reason for that is if we were going to rely on our human service model only to, to help support all these quick product enhancements, innovations and changes that are being uh, sent out to, to, to all of our customers, then we were going to put a huge amount of pressure on an operation that itself is trying to deal with COVID, right? So our own people, you know, are also affected by COVID and so on. And so um, it, it's been absolutely critical to build out those services to be um, as digitally enabled as possible. And, and, and also through that digital enablement to get them to market swifter than we possibly might have um, and to get customers to have access to them just in, in faster than they, they ordinarily might have been able to. So, so really a lot of the products we've built out, um, whether it's been trying to, our efforts on, on financial relief for, for um, our customers or new benefits um, or, or new, new ways in which we're trying to support them when they actually contract COVID and when they actually have to go to hospital and so on. And um, we've tried to do those as digitally as possible, simple one-click type journeys that are easily accessible on the web or app um, so that people can just quickly get what they need when they need it. Um, but during this time, as I said just now as well, there's also been a shift towards, um, you know, chat-based channels. Um, and, you know, we launched our, our WhatsApp channel a while ago, but um, really got a lot of growth on that channel over this period now. And um, that's uh, that channel as well. Important that we blended the AI um, in the form of Ask Discovery's chatbot together with humans to manage the service load that's coming there and, and to be effective for customers, to be available in an effective way all the time for our customers. So, so lots of uh, you know, digital focus, but important uh, as well. You know, when we talk about digital services, it's also a, in our world quite a focus on data as a service. And really what, what Anna was describing just now is, you know, we have to use sophisticated tools and algorithms in our business to leverage our big data um, capability. And we leverage that to try and help our customers, you know, trigger insights about them and, and then target services or activities towards them that are meaningful and relevant and in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, you know, we've done um, a lot around COVID positive members. We can identify them very quickly um, and we can reach out to them and ensure they have the right uh, support around them. Um, we can then use our COVID positive information together with our claims information to identify our high risk members and um, people who, if they contract the disease, um, are facing higher risks in, in terms of weathering it than, than others. Um, and then we can you know, provide services and trigger services that are different as well as advice. Information is often the most important thing in, co in the world of COVID you can get to someone because with that information, they can make important decisions. Um, so identifying our high-risk members and then triggering what, what we've been trying to do at the moment is our oximeter benefit, getting oximeters. Those are little devices that measure your oxygen saturation levels. But um, and it's quite important uh, for high-risk members to help them identify whether they're deteriorating or not, because often with COVID, you can't actually um, sense you know, the, the extent of the progression of the disease in time. And the oximeter is a way to help people um, you know, notice their O2 levels and, and to get them to hospital sooner rather than later, if need be, and so on. So these are all ways that we try and use data and in, in big data capabilities to um, 
to really drive out meaningful services that are there to make people healthy and, and to, to take their lives. So it's clear from listening to you that you are women working in the technology space uh, and really leading the, these technologies in their disruption and innovation in healthcare. Um, and so I've enjoyed this part of your work, getting into um, going a little bit deeper into what you're faced with, what you're challenged with on a day-to-day basis. But it's absolutely clear that you work under an enormous amount of pressure So if you'll allow me, I just want to get a little bit personal with both of you. In light of all of this, how do you cope? And Anna, I'll start with you on this one. How do you cope daily? Um, I guess with lots of planning and lots of help. That's that's really, I think, my my uh, my key and. my key things. I, I plan everything in advance. I have to be honest with you, Azania. I think I basically plan my work week, my work month, my work year. I mean, I, I, I literally do all of that so that I keep my eye on what's important and, and don't let the, you know, the, the business, the, the day-to-day uh, work to, to take over my plan. And I do the same personally. I plan and book all my holidays at the beginning of the year. Obviously, COVID kind of threw a spanner in the wheels, but but I do. I plan everything. I plan anniversaries, theater shows, everything months in advance. Because I know if I leave it to the last minute, I often end up not not doing them. Planning is is a big, big thing. And 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 like I said before, I have I, I also use lots of help. Um, and I have lots of help from grandfathers and from, um, you know, from au pairs and from my husband and all sorts of place to, to allow me to deal with, with the, the kind of the, the last minute deadlines at work. And, you know, so, so lots of people to, to step in at the last minute when I need to. Yes. And for you, Karen, how do you cope with the kind of load and the demands on your life and your time? I had a good smile, just as Anna was describing how she deals with pressure, because I'm, I'm pretty relieved to hear that, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> um, perhaps, uh, perhaps just to say, I mean, yes, I agree with her fully, you know, I do, I do try and plan, um, we are spending longer hours at the moment, and uh, you do need to give careful consideration to, to your time and how you're going to spend it, because it is finite and it cannot get to everything all the time. Um, but outside of that planning approach, um, I think the most important thing for me really is I is strong teams, right? I, I have such a, a strong team, but that's been built and curated over many, many years, um, all of us together. And it wouldn't be possible really for us to deal with the pressures that we deal with um, if we didn't have a team. So this culture that we have, of, as you're, it's not about me dealing with the pressure, about us dealing with the pressure and all of us, um, you know, coming together about the various priorities and, and pressures. That, that help, you know, just having that camaraderie and that capability um, and having excellent people around me um, just helps me deal with the pressure. But I, I think at times you do also just need to say no, you need to know when to say no. And um, so saying no in the right places or in the right moments um, it's very, very important as well. Otherwise, you'll just always be, um, you know, inundated. Mm, mm. Well, I want more of your secrets. I absolutely want more of your secrets. What is, what is your source of stamina, you know, um, your, your source of that resilience, Karen? 
First and foremost, my family, you know, my husband and my kids are my absolute, um, you know, uh, resilience and, and stamina source. They make everything worthwhile for me um, all the time. But, but so do my teams, right? The people, my colleagues and, and the, the people that I get to work with, you know, it's a quite, quite a great privilege to work with, with people that I do. Um, and they really, uh, we pull each other through and they, they, they are my source of energy um, all day long, every day, to be very honest. Um, you know, I think the other real thing to give resilience, well, why do we keep on going and how is got to have the right reason to get up in the morning, right? And at Discovery, that reason is really our company purpose, which is just unbelievably alive inside the DNA of the entire organization. And so that connection to our purpose of making people healthier and enhancing and protecting their lives just it's a, it's a real thing that we're trying to do and we can see it happening in the real world. And so, so that is also a great source, you know, stamina, carrying on, going the extra mile, making it happen. And finally, when you look back, you know, looking back on your career one day, what sort of legacy um, would you like to leave? And I'd love to get both of you to, to just reflect on that. Karen? I think, you know, Zania, in, in Women's Month, I do want to say I, I would hope that at some point, um, you know, if I could just have um, inspired another woman really to, to just, you know, see the sky as the limit and, and not something else as a limit and, and to take, you know, opportunities in business and in leadership roles um, when they present themselves to, to opt in, to say yes, to, to be that person. And then I will feel, you know, that a lot has been achieved. But, you know, outside of that, I, I'm on a, on a broader scale, I, I, I want to leave a legacy of, and I'm sure we all do as human beings, you know, just having made a difference to the world that we're living in and being part of something at Discovery, which is focused on trying to truly change lives, you know, um, hopefully millions of lives, um, but even if it were only, you know, a small amount, changing any life um, means that you've, you've, you've done good work. And Discovery's purpose is aspirational and, and meaningful to all of us, I think. And um, it leaves me with the opportunity to leave a meaningful legacy because the work I'm doing is um, bringing that purpose to life. Mm, mm. And Anna, what sort of legacy would you like to someday leave? Um, yeah, a couple of thoughts here as well. And similarly to Karen, um, you know, hopefully having impacted um, people's health <laughs> um, through, through the innovation and, and, uh, and, and the work we do at a time that they, they need it um, the most. But, but in addition to that, also impacting the, the people you work with, whether they be um, other young women or other team members in, in general. And, and, you know, grow with them and, you know, hopefully show them to persevere and follow their career goals. And, and I, you know, I, I always think, and this only started once I've become a mother, but, but actually um, impacting also my three boys, you know, being not just a role model for, for their own careers potentially and, and how to balance work life. But I wonder a lot of the times, you know, if they choose life partners in the future and if they are women as well, because they might not be, how they could also, um, you know, respect women and see that, you know, what they, what they can achieve and how they can make it all work um, as a family unit. So yeah, lots, uh, lots of legacy um, that one hopes to, to be able to leave. Yes. 
Karen, Anna, I've absolutely loved chatting to you. And I'm just so excited about the future of healthcare after speaking to you both. I really find the world, the world of uh, digital healthcare technologies just absolutely fascinating. And it's incredible to know that companies like Discovery Health are working to give people like me access to these technologies every single day. Thank you to both of you. Thank you for Thank the opportunity. You. Thank you. So if you would like to find out about all the healthcare innovations we have discussed today, please download the Discovery app or visit www.discovery.co.za. For instant answers to your questions, register for Ask Discovery on WhatsApp now or send a message to 0860-756-756. Save the number to your contacts so that you can get in touch whenever you need to. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discover Healthier, brought to you by Discovery Health. Join the conversation on social media with the hashtag Discover Healthier and tag at Discovery underscore SA. You can subscribe to our podcast channel, Discovery South Africa, on your favorite podcast app or visit discovery.co.za to listen to our shows. 